welcome to the Wild Menopause Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified holistic sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice. I run an online transformational program for women navigating midlife, menopause, and beyond who want to rebirth their lives by reclaiming their sensual pleasure and tapping into the power of their sexual energy. You see, your sexual energy is not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything, your vitality, your health, your creativity, your joy, and so much more. From the Taoist perspective, midlife and menopause is called second spring. It's considered to be a spiritual and sexual rebirth where a woman can realign with her deepest desires, rejuvenate herself, and rebirth her life from the inside out. Learn more about my program, Second Spring Queen, with a link in the show notes. It just might be the holy grail you've been searching for. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Well, hello there. Welcome back to the show. And it's been a while. This is my first time back in the new year, 2022. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and your new year is off to a a good start. Um, yeah, the holidays are always a bit of a wild ride, right? A lot of <laughs> a lot of ups and downs and twists and turns, especially um, the, the state that the world has been in lately. There's so much transformation going on across the board. So, and a lot of emotions have been running high. So I thought it would be really nice to uh, give some space to that in this episode, kicking off 2022, talking about emotions, the emotional realm, the emotional body. And I'd love to just kind of, you know, hold some space for that because I feel like it's an area that really tends to trip us humans up majorly. And my hand is raised. I'm right there with you. This is something I'm always working on, on um, just really taking back my own emotional range, my own emotional agency, my emotional empowerment, emotional freedom, and really honing my skills in the area of emotional alchemy, what I like to call emotional alchemy. So I just want to share a bit on that with you and with the hope or intention that it will be useful on some level. And uh, let me know how it goes. I always love to hear from you. So taking back our emotional agency. And again, I think this is, uh, you know, the source of a, of a lot of pain and suffering in the world that um, our emotions have been neglected, disregarded, um, gaslit, gaslighting meaning like um, your your experience probably as a as a young one was not validated in the way maybe it, it needed to be. And I think I, I really have not met a human being in my life yet that has had a really healthy and empowering, upbringing or teaching around navigating the emotional body. It's like the emotions are seen as just this murky, dangerous, sometimes realm. And this is the realm of the archetypal feminine, right? Which is really important to the work I do. So we, I, I talk about this a lot. I think about this a lot. Um, we do a lot of practices in my program, Second Spring Queen, that that touch on this because it, I think it's it's really a master key. And uh, again, not just women, but humans in general, I think our emotional body has been severely neglected. And um, yeah, it's. I think things are shifting and changing where this is going to become more and more important in the humans that we all want to be. So we could really 
truly live the lives that we came here to live, shine our essence, give our gifts, all of those things. And when we don't have tools to navigate our emotions, to work with our emotions in an empowering way where they actually serve us, which they're meant to be um, serving us, and we don't have the tools to work with this powerful energy and let it come into motion, right? The root word of emotion is motion. So emotions are meant to be in motion. This energy is meant to flow, to be in motion and um, and to alchemize into power. You know, this energy can be used in service to our purpose and service to our desires. And I'm a big fan of you know, desire-based living, getting clear on what we really desire and what could really block us from um, achieving or or attracting, you know, depending on what the desire is, what we really, what our soul truly desires. A lot of the time it's emotional material. What truly blocks our pleasure in terms of allowing ourselves to receive pleasure, to circulate pleasure in our system as, as this life force energy that's rightfully yours, and to hold pleasure in our system. Um, and again, that's rightfully yours as well. And it can a lot of times not feel safe to hold pleasure in our system, right? We're so conditioned to default to worry, strife, negative thoughts, or, um, or suffering and pain, right? And um, we can actually build power through holding pleasure in our system. And yet if we don't have tools to work with the emotional body in an effective way, it's going to take us out because this, this could go really deep into our, our subconscious and go into the place of reacting and really put us in a cycle. Sometimes it could feel like a never ending cycle of, you know, being in a very activated nervous system, ha- inhabiting the part of our nervous system that is always reacting or fight or flight, um, you know, just really in the drama zone and, um, or, even more severely going into freeze and numbing out and um, you know, just connecting from the body, disconnecting to our emotions. And all of that leads to a disconnect to our, our power, our orgasmic power, our what I like to call the pleasure zone, the part of us that knows pleasure. And this is the part of our nervous system that is in a state of flow and receptivity. This is the, uh, for for my uh, people who like the, the technical names, the parasympathetic nervous system. And I think all the practices that we can gather and apply that, that work for us to really become more parasympathetic dominant, let's say, where that's like the realm we hang in more often than not, the more we are going to be living our true purpose, right? We're not here to be in reaction and fight or flight in drama all the time. And the human experience, of course, is to go up into that occasionally, but we really want to start to build muscle, if you will, of um, taking care of ourselves and allowing ourselves to be in that pleasure zone, that place where life gets to be more fun, more easeful, more synchronistic, more magical. And um, we really can't access that unless we have tools to work with our emotions, right? Emotions are are a part of life and they're a beautiful part of life. And back to the, um, the, the tendency that we all have, we all have some of this in us of numbing out or freezing part of our emotional body. That's um, 
shows up in our sensuality and our ability to feel pleasure uh, because we can't selectively numb. We, when we shut down an emotional experience, we also shut down so, on some level some capacity to experience pleasure and joy, creativity, like all the things, right, that um, I think most of us really want, really crave. So working with our emotions, again, is something that we focus a lot in on in my work. We just this weekend had a beautiful workshop that we we touched in on some of the tools that that I use in my work from the Taoist tradition to, you know, reclaim our emotional agency. And the thing we really honed in on were the Taoist healing sounds and so simple, but really practical tools that can really help us connect with our emotion and help to liberate the energy so we could start to feel our emotions as energy on the level of sensation. And that's when they start to move and that's when we start to heal. And that's when we can start to um, alchemize these emotional energies into power that actually fuel us, fuel our orgasm, if you will, our pleasure, and fuel our purpose, our desires. And I think it's safe to say that many, if not all of us, have had pretty heavy-duty conditioning around emotion at a very early age. And talking about from you know, when you were born to about the age of seven, where we as humans are very much in our emotional bodies and where we received a ton of conditioning on what's good to feel, quote unquote good, what's okay, what's permissible to feel, um, and what's bad, what's not okay, what's inappropriate to feel. And I think many of us, especially if you're a sensitive person, most likely got the conditioning that you were too much, right? Too sensitive, too much emotion, tone it down. We can't behave that way. And um, a lot of this, I, I just want to, you know, preface this by saying a lot of this was, um, you know, unintentional with, you know, not meaning to shut us down and, and hurt us. Although sometimes, obviously, childhood abuse, that, that was the case. But um, a lot of this can be unintentional. The caregivers just trying to protect us or guide us on how to navigate the world as they know it, which, um, you know, there's been a lot of trauma and a lot of strife and a lot of um, scarcity and a lot of reasons why we would be conditioned emotionally of like, that's not safe to feel that, you know, you've got to toughen up, you better, you know, smile and just be happy and all of those things. And, and we know when we emote as a young child, it can really, you know, bring up the emotions of our caregivers and that could be really uncomfortable for them. So of course they're going to react and um, it can be, you know, that, that whole scenario. Anyway, that I think, I don't think anyone escapes that as kind of like the human experience to on some level. And many of us, if not all of us have had some gaslighting too, which I think it's really important to underscore this gaslighting or being gaslit just simply means that you've been conditioned or meant to feel that your experience was not valid, that it um, maybe doesn't have the right to exist in a sense, right? Like, what are you talking about? That just, no, that's just not okay. So um, yeah, <laughs> we've been conditioned heavily in this realm, in the emotional body. And that's why inner child work is is so important for, I think, everybody to just go back and repattern, reparent ourselves and really take care of ourselves and allowing ourselves, creating the safe container to, to feel emotions, to take care of that, that young part of us. And it can be super uh, powerful to, to help heal and to start to really shift this energy. So that's, um, 
something that's really beautiful, probably worth its own episode, kind of inner child work. But when we are, you know, conditioned in that way, which we all are, we selectively, you know, numb different parts of us and we shut down different parts of us. You see, our emotional range, emotions are meant to be felt, is intimately connected to our orgasmic range and through the lens of my work, right, about really working with uh, these emotional blocks, let's say, that block our full expression. And when I say orgasm, I mean the full expression of orgasm in terms of your essence, your joy, your creativity, your sexual energy, this life force energy that wants to move through you so you can live your life, give your gifts, have joy, you know, have connection, have relationships. And when you feel into that, the everything that blocks that is usually <laughs> some kind of emotional root, right? So emotional work in um, in my work is really important. And just this weekend, we had a beautiful workshop on one of the tools, one of the many tools that I offer to work with the emotional body. And this is a gem from the Taoist tradition. It's called the Six Healing Sounds. And basically what this is using, vibrational healing of your own voice, you know, toning, like chanting in a way, but much simpler, just like a a specific sound for different flavors of emotion that can really help us liberate the energy wherever it's stuck in the body, wherever it's harbored in the body. It just gives it some space, you know, and it's such a powerful practice of emotional alchemy. And by that, I don't mean like, um, sidestepping or bypassing the emotion by any means. What I'm talking about here is diving in, connecting, and having a tool to um, allow the energy to move a little bit, which is vibration, right? Vibration uh, brings movement. So these healing sounds, they're so simple. And I know I've talked about them in previous episodes, but um, really powerful tool to have in your toolkit and to really start to uh, you know, reclaim your emotional freedom and empowerment. This can really be so useful in um, many areas, our relationships with ourselves, with our pleasure, with our sensuality, and definitely in relationships with other people and connection, because it's quite often old childhood wounding that um, is showing up in those conflicts, right? If you've noticed a pattern in relationship, my hand is raised right there with you. And it's, these are things I continually work on. I just want to be clear on that. It's not like, oh, I've got, I figured it out. I, I'm in the process, you know, for the rest of my life, um, working with these tools. Um, but yeah, the patterns that can show up in my own intimate relationships, not just romantic, but otherwise friendships and um, family relationships, you, you can start notice a pattern, right? And when we start to notice the pattern, you can guarantee there's some kind of block there that, uh, that you can kind of dive in, connect with and work with. And um, so I'll just give you just some ideas of how I like to do it in my work. And uh, I like to begin by connecting with pleasure, actually. There's this archetypal energy that we work with in in my program called Your Inner Pleasure Queen. I think you've heard me talk about this before, but it's that part of you. It's a way, it's um, kind of a hack, if you will, (laughs) to really connect with your unique expression of the sacred feminine. Because when we're talking about the realm of emotion, archetypally, we're talking feminine, right? And it doesn't matter male, female, or however you identify this is this is a hack in pleasure is a hack in 
to access this um, sacred feminine code, if you will, that lives inside of you, that, um, that part of you that knows pleasure, that knows grounded pleasure, that knows how to receive and experience pleasure, knows how to be present in that place. So it's a lot about presence. And other traditions, they, they would call that the witness. And that seems a little dry to me. Maybe that's more masculine, archetypally speaking. But in this feminine realm, we're talking about emotions. I think it's only appropriate to call in um, through pleasure, through our sensuality, the part of us that knows pleasure, the goddess inside, uh, the great mother, if you will, that can hold space, that can be that witness not from a dry observing place, but from a compassionate, loving, connective place where we can start to, again, repattern these, these, these experiences into, into love, really, ultimately. So to do that, I, again, I call this your inner pleasure queen. I invite you into uh, an experience where you've experienced your state of flow and pleasure, and when I walk women through this, quite often they, they pull up an experience where they were in nature, they were in beauty on some level, whether in nature or in a beautiful space that there, it feels like beauty is always present is what I've noticed. So, um, so maybe do that now if you're in a safe space. You can just tune into an experience you've had. It doesn't have to take long, but just find that and tune into that and just we'll do the short and sweet or down and dirty version right here. Um, just kind of connect with the frequency of that, the energy of that part of you. And just give it some space with a few deep breaths, feeling it come alive in your body, that part of you that knows pleasure, accessing it through an experience you've had. And some of my clients will say, oh yeah, I'm on the beach. I could feel my feet in the sand. So you, maybe on the mountain for me, quite often it's an experience that I've been on top of this mountain. I could feel the sun on my face just to give you a springboard. But it's so good to pull up from your own experience. And you could probably feel this energy of natural gratitude coming in, right? And this is really important healing stuff. Gratitude and approval. Approval is key here. So just approving of life in general, approving of yourself and letting that experience, that feeling, just bring a sensation of a smile. Maybe you actually smile on your face. This is a Taoist practice called the inner smile, but I'm kind of juicing it up with the sacred feminine, if you will. Um, and feeling this embodied smiling energy before you connect with an emotion can be really powerful. So just let yourself connect with that. And the more that you connect with this part of you, right, you open up the pathways, and my work is all about that, creating more of a connection to this part of you where this becomes more of your default. This becomes, again, um, the then you'll have that ability to be what I what's called, you know, parasympathetic dominant, more in that flow state. So you want to get that connection stronger. And I think it's important to do that, um, you know, maybe before doing something like inner child work and going into um, the deeper realms of really feeling emotion. Because if you can greet it with love, compassion, and gratitude, right? Because these, these blocks have um, been put in place for protective reasons. 
So you want to be grateful for the protection. So just coming in again to that flow state, so important. And then when you have an emotion come up, um, yeah, I'm not going to go into the healing sounds right now. That's very specific. But next time you have an emotion come up, I just invite you to, if you have the space, to just do a little body scan. Just go through the body and see if there's an area where this energy is gathering, where it feels like it's um, condensed. If any sensation in your body is what you're looking for whenever you're triggered, angry, sad, whatever it is. And if you can find that in the body, the next step is to find it on the level of sensation. So as much as you can, steering out of the story, right? Because quite often the story is quite old. It might even be pre-verbal. It might even be ancestral. So just coming into the sensation in the body and naming it on the level of sensation. And this is something called using the felt sense. It's the language of the body. I'll be sure to link a little cheat sheet for you because um, it can be tricky and challenging to name our sensations. We're so conditioned to be in our head and thinking about things, but this is a chance to let your body feel on the level of sensation. That's where the emotion starts to move. And greet that sensation with, again, that inner pleasure queen of yours, that energy that knows pleasure as like the loving presence, the loving mother, if you will. And just being with it, that's all it is. Just holding that and connecting with that and giving it space to just simply be and breathe and just watch and see if it moves, see if it changes, see if it transmutes, alchemizes in some way. I use this all the time in my own life and I'm amazed at you know, the layers and layers that get uncovered. It's fascinating and it's really helped me tremendously um, really reclaim my emotional agency, really get a deeper connection with the people in my life and a deeper connection to my own pleasure and my capacity, right, to receive all that the world is trying to give me, which a lot of the times I could be oblivious to, um, and receive, you know, just pleasure and beauty from nature around me. So give that a try and let me know how it goes. And, um, I think I'll cap it there. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show and you want to know more, you're curious, maybe you're wondering if my program, Second Spring Queen, is a good fit for you right now. Set up a free Pleasure Queen activation session. You'll see a link for that in the show notes. In that free session, we'll meet one-on-one, -on -one, and I'll guide you through a body-based practice where you can connect to your inner pleasure queen and get really clear on your desires for your third chapter. And you'll get a real sense of what my work is all about and how I can serve you and whether or not it's a good fit for you at this particular time. And if you know a woman or women in your life that would really benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please share the love, pass it along. All right, that's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.